Live from the old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Carmen and Yurko on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. If you're just joining us, uh, shame on you. Where have you been the last hour? Uh, no, I kid. Yurko's uh, player that Justin Fields should stay and pick up the fifth-year option and that Eberflus is the man. And This all started with the fact that the Bears are going to find a way to win eight games. Seven or eight games. An hour ago, we're like, did the Bears win eight games? Yeah. We looked at the schedule. And when they come out next week yeah. and get their you-know-what kicked in by Detroit, what are we going to really? say? Uh, no, they get, I don't get know. kicked in? I don't know. May I add? They should have beat Detroit. I don't yeah. Who's getting whose ass handed to it before they went to a soft coverage? I know. All right? It was Detroit that was getting its ass handed Two to them. Two epic collapses Not only that, in the last year to Detroit. I know. Going. And then one to Denver earlier this year. Yes. This team is growing. It's coming into its own. Justin Fields, the question has always been, how close to Lamar Jackson can he be? If Eberflus finds a way to get the seven or eight victories, that's an improvement that you've made from last year. Dare I say, and I've said it earlier today, and I'm going to say it again. I want Justin Fields to get his fifth-year option picked up after the end of the year, right? Fifth-year option picked up. Mm -hmm. You make your commitment to Justin Fields for that fifth year. Come back. You're going to be our quarterback. And if the Bears get the seven or eight victories, Iberflus is coming back, too. Do you agree with Yurko? 312-332-3776. You want to adjust your coaching staff the rest of the way down? He's going to have to get a well, defensive get a coordinator. Yeah. Right? And if you don't like your offensive coordinator, you don't like what he's doing, you can move him. But i got the Flus, and I've got Fields coming back. F and F, F squared. F, F coming squared, back. F squared. Fields and Flus. F squared. Fields and Flus. Even though... Eberflus's last name an e. an e. I got it as an F. What about like E Fields equals? Flush. What about like E plus F equals? You know, like we'll create our own force. What, what equals force? Energy, mass times acceleration. Yeah, mass times acceleration equals force. force. Yeah, yeah. And we can do our own E equals mc squared. We can do that too, but e, I don't know what the M and the C are. I don't, a mass. Times the speed of light squared, right? Isn't that what it is? I don't know what C is. I have I'm no idea. I'm pretty sure. Speed of light, my man. All right. Do I I'm have gonna, that I'm right? take your word for it. Either fact way. check me, Adam. We're not getting it. Adam, it's F and F. check me. Hey, it's F and F. Okay? Fields and flus. As we move forward, if they get to seven or eight victories, this is what's going to happen. I don't care what quarterbacks they beat. I don't know. Last year was garbage. They intentionally lost. It worked. They got yeah. two players. They, they got a right they, tackle. They, they got their number lost. one wide receiver. There's no gray area there. That's you true. got exactly what you wanted. The speed of light is C squared. That's it. Thank I told you. you. Squared. Speed of light squared. Speed of light squared. Appreciate Energy it. equals yes. mass times the speed of light there squared. There you go, Einstein. We appreciate it. I right? wish I actually was uh, the guy that figured that out. Yeah. But I just know. But you're not. I'm not. Okay. If we wouldn't have figured that out until... T- like what? two seconds ago? Till 1990-something <laughs> when you would have figured it out, I think society would, would have been a lot different. We wouldn't be where we were. Probably not. All right. The point is, uh, I want man. both guys coming back. Both guys coming back. Pick up the fifth year option. I'm a little surprised. How many that you wins does that this... get them next year? Does that get them us. into the playoffs next year, Yurko? I believe it does with does, the additions that you can make. You're also trading does down. E plus You're trading F down. Equal equals P. Equals P. I'm playoffs. just going to write it equals P, baby. That's right. P. Playoffs. You can see it. I told you what this league is. Four great teams, four horrible oh teams. Four great teams. There aren't four great four teams. Four great teams, four horrible teams, and everybody else is mired in the middle. There are no way that there is. You can't name four great teams in the NFL. Sorry. 
Philadelphia, the, the, I, San Francisco. They're not Dallas. great. They're not great. And Kansas City. They're I just not did great. It. None of them are great. I did boom. Boom goes the dynamite. None of them are great. Here comes the boom. It just came. It happened. I, I, none Here of comes them are great. The, boom. The, the Eagles are t- 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 two weeks in a row. Receivers not doing their job. All they do is win, win, win. And, and the Eagles have two wins. Not that the Eagles are bad. I don't think. I think the Eagles are probably the best of this NFL. No matter but, what. Or, or I think maybe Kansas City could be. But I could poke holes in all of it. They're winning games. Kansas City can't trust that receiving core. The Eagles are not nearly uh, as, as dominant, potent. even though they've got the wins. They're not yeah. nearly as dominant as I they were a year ago. Semantics, though. Yurko's right. There are four great good. There are four great teams. There's no perfect teams. There's four know, great man. teams. I, I don't think there is a yeah. single great team in this league. Four great teams. I think there are four crummy teams for well, sure. I'm not, listen, I'm not comparing anybody to the 85 Bears or to the. Uh, the Baltimore so Ravens you're saying for this league now? I'm saying for this league now, what we're looking at okay. is we've got four great teams. We've got four horrific teams at the bottom, probably. Well, I would say, aren't there five then? Wouldn't it be... Who else are you adding in there? Baltimore? Baltimore. Would you put Baltimore in there? Well, and then you can, you can uh, X Dallas out of there if you want. I'd Maybe just X Dallas out, yeah. If I was going to bet on a team winning yeah. the Super Bowl now, it would be Dallas. Dallas? Dallas. For what it's worth... 15 and 6 against the spread as a home favorite since 2021 and an NFL best this is in terms of winning percentage mm-hmm. 18 and 5 straight up at home since 2021. Dallas has been a machine in that straight building. Straight up. And they play tonight at home laying nine. I don't, I'm not I've got no position in this game. Tony I'm not Pollard laying nine, but nine. What's that? Tony Pollard oh, for his fantasy. Yeah. They're laying nine against the, a Seahawks team that limps into this. It's not double tonight. digits. It's nine. It's not double digits. We'll talk to Furman in Vegas in 30 minutes. Let's do it. 30 uh, minutes. So I'm bringing both parties back. I think that's the point of the whole thing. I know a while ago, too, you said Dak I said it with would passion be your... before because I was talking myself into a frenzy. So I said it with passion before. Now, this does allow you options as you move forward. It doesn't, de- it doesn't necessarily nail you in place. But it does allow you options as you move forward by picking up that fifth-year option. Okay. Right? I'm worried about everything else around there. You need a, a stud pass rusher to be opposite of Montez Sweat. Amen. That's going to be expensive, comes out of the draft. You need a center that comes out of the draft, which mm-hmm. is why I want you to trade down in the draft and acquire more draft assets. And if you want to pick up a Marvin Harrison by trading down to three or wherever you end up trading down to, that's fine. Do what you need. Do what you want. Pick up one of those stud left tackles that are coming out, the kid from Penn State, mm-hmm. the kid from Notre Dame, kid from the Georgia. kid from elsewhere, Alabama, 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 by the way, Joe Alt is John Alt's son. I know. I yeah. read that. Yeah. I told you guys We double-checked, but it right. seemed to make sense. Yes. Yeah. You were 100% right on He's that. He's got a brother who's a hockey player. You know what that means? Yeah, I, I read that. The Skilled brother, family. The brother's a pro hockey player. Yeah. I mean, Defense I think he's had just a cup of coffee in the NHL yeah. a little Skilled bit. Skilled player. Skilled family, though. Did you play against John Alt? Of course I played yeah. against John Alt. Dave Zott. I was trying, I'm trying Tim to think Grunard. if Alt was older than you. Will Shields. Yeah, oh, Shields. That oh, was yeah. a good group. He was older than me a little bit, a little bit but older. I played him in 93 on a Monday night. Okay. Harvey Williams. That was that a good goofy group. neck. Remember that goofy neck? Can I, before on we get Har- back up. Merton Hanks I, or Harvey Williams? Merton goofy Hanks. Neck. Merton, Merton Hanks. You look like E.T. Yes. Oh, Merton Hanks, E.T. Um, real quick, can I, God, I hate it when I say, um, I say it way too often. Is it Harvey Williams or Harvey Green? Harvey Williams. Harvey Williams. Yeah, Harvey Williams. Yurko, before we get back out to the phone calls. Yeah. Can I? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna read this to you guys. Spin I want you to yarn. tell me. I want you to listen to these statistics. Tell me a story, and then I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay, guys. I'm ready. This quarterback. Closing my eyes. Boy, how about the player A, player B still be <laughs> dropped on us yesterday? He did. It was a good one. That was something. And you know what? Big Cat thought it was uh, Jennifer Lawrence, too. Yeah. Trevor Tra- Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. Hey, so we, but we knew that right away wasn't right because of the rushing touchdowns, though. Right. Here we go. Ready? This quarterback leads the NFL this year. Ready? In. Completion percentage. Adjusted EPA per play. EPA plus completion percentage over expectation, which is sort of like a, an OPS stat, which is a great stat. Adjusted net yards per pass attempt. Nerd. Success rate, quarterback rating, and total QBR. First, I'm going to ask you, where do you think this quarterback is in terms of his MVP odds? Then I want to see if you guys know the quarterback. I'd say the quarterback's at about 16 to 1 or 15 to 1. Yurko, you are like right there, man. He's like sixth choice at 13 to 1. Do you know who it is? His name is Tua Tungo It is not Tua. Tua's got shorter odds. It's not Tua. Again, completion percentage, adjusted EPA per play, EPA plus completion percentage over expectation, adjusted net yards per pass attempt, success rate. Quarterback rating and total QBR. Is it Dak Prescott? It's not Dak Prescott. Dak's got shorter odds. Is than it uh, CJ Stroud? It's not CJ Stroud. That's a good guess, Chris, but it's not CJ Stroud. Is it Stroud. Sam Howell? It's not Sam Howell. Oh, it's tough. It's not Kenny Pickett. It's not Kenny Pickett. Stop it. <laughs> Dude, I mean, like, Lamar. It's not, it's Lamar. not Lamar. It's not. He leads the NFL. In every one of those categories. Jalen Hurts? Nope. No, Jalen Hurts is the favorite, isn't he? Jalen is uh, your favorite. I think Jalen is the favorite right now. Yeah. His team. It's not Brock Purdy. It is Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy! His team's 8-3. Brock Purdy! And like, think about it. It's crazy, isn't it? And Bro- he's like 13-15-1 to one to yeah. win MVP. And You're jumping all over right now. It's something. Make well, it happen. But- it's just, it's wild. No, he'll never win, though. No, he won't, you he'll guys. He'll never win because guys, everyone just, everyone will, will go back to, it's a system. It yes. doesn't matter who's in there. Yes. he w- Adam, you're right. He won't. They could get to 12, and he could lead in all those categories. Won't matter. And it's not going to matter. Nope. It's crazy. And people still want to knock him all the time. I, I, that, I know. Uh, let's say hi to Nick and Addison. What's going on, Nick? What's up, Nick? Hey, gentlemen. How's it going? Big fan of the show. Big thank, fan. Thank you, Nick. Um, okay, I mean, I heard what Yerk was saying about keeping Flues, keeping Justin Fields. I'm of the opposite opinion, first of all. I mean, Justin, if you still got to ask the question after year three, if, if he's your guy, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that tells you everything you need. And I know it's not all Justin's fault, but year three, I mean, you should be a proven quarterback already. You should know what the answer on that is already. He crumbles a lot in the fourth quarter. Uh, I mean, like that Vikings game, I was I was pleasantly shocked. I thought for sure he was going to blow it. Um, but anyway, I digress. The real reason I called is because this is the exact reason why we need Jim Harbaugh. If you bring in Jim Harbaugh and he says, I can fix Justin Fields, mm. I will feel comfortable with that. Mm. He has the blueprint. You want him to play how Ka- Colin Kaepernick did in circa 2012. If if Harbaugh says I don't feel comfortable, I, I want a different quarterback. One of the two guys coming out of the draft, I I'd feel comfortable with that. I feel like Jim is an actual expert with the quarterback. I'm sick of the Bears always bringing in the hot offensive coordinator of the month and the guy claiming to be an offensive genius, the guy claiming to be a quarterback whisper. 
And then when it comes down to it, you see, he doesn't really know. Mm. So this is why I, I pray the Bears do the right thing. Don't think small time. Bring in Jim Harbaugh. And I, I think he could fix the quarterback position finally, hopefully, maybe. But I don't know. I mean, Nick. just wishful thinking. I'm thinking. Good, good <laughs> points. Thank you, Nick. Uh, I, I think – if you're believing some of what Yurko's selling right now, if you're buying it, I should say, some of what Yurko's selling right now. If I am going to, I'll take half of what you're selling. How's that? That's fine. And then I think Nick Which might be right. Are you taking? The fields part. Okay. And then Nick makes the good point of then that's why you do go out and get Jim Harbaugh potentially or Ben Johnson. Or someone else that can bring the absolute best out of him. If I'm buying half of what you're selling, York, I'm buying the Justin Fields half. No disrespect to Matt Eberflus, but that's just the way I see it right now. 312-332-3776. More your Bears calls, plus we're going to play McKnight at the Movies coming up next. Got a four-pack of tickets to a Morgan Evans at Joe's on Weed in a couple of weeks. Two weeks from tomorrow, I believe, December 15th. Yeah, so uh, that's cool. That's uh, what you can win. We'll talk to Polly Cheesecake in a little bit. We'll get his picks. We'll get Todd Furman at 135. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. McKnight at the Movies. Connor McKnight recreates classic cinema on Carmen and Yurko. Only on ESPN Chicago. Love McKnight at the movies. We missed it last week. We were off because it was Thanksgiving. Let's do it now. Winner's going to get a four-pack of tickets. What happened, Adam? Oh, the camera fell? Yeah. I got it. Keep doing your What show. in the world happened, Carm? Keep what did you do? I didn't do anything. Carm, keep doing the show. We've got a four-pack of tickets to Morgan Evans. Morgan Evans. Joe's on weed. Big to-do. December 15th, two weeks from tomorrow. Remember, tomorrow I'm in with Waddle. Looking forward to that. Yurko's gone. Sylvie's gone for the, the weekend. So I'm going to be in with Waddle tomorrow. Where am I going? <laughs> getting the hell out of town. Morgan Evans. Morgan John Evans. Australian country music singer and songwriter. Awesome. How about that? Yeah, baby. He's been making music since 2014, Carm. Ten years into his illustrious career. Morgan Evans. All right, are you ready? For I'm McKnight ready. Night at the movies. Of course, I'm ready for McKnight at the movies. First, I think uh, I think Carmen. This I think you're going to get this in record time really? today. Yeah, record I think time? I I'm think you're going to get this one. I'm going to beat him. Okay, first correct caller wins three one two three three two Hold three on, seven seven six. What time of the year is it? It's uh, December. Okay, almost. tomorrow's Good. December. Got it. I've channeled it. All right, here we go. Part one. McKnight at the movies. Our scene opens in a gas station. Conversation between two men is already tense with uncertainty and a hint of danger. A question from the customer has put our attendant, already wary, fully on his heels. That he fears is evident, but what he fears he doesn't fully know. The question is seemingly innocuous, something a child might ask a friend. The man, the customer, has a way of making anything fraught, however. As viewers, we're at the edge of our seat. I don't have it. Twitch has it. Damn. Hold on. 
I'm trying to think of the movie. I got distracted. I've got you. Your guesses during the during. Hey, we're good. We're wrong though. They're, they're wrong, wrong, but they were good. I got distracted by his reaction. I've got a feeling I have this. The actors. I've got the actors. All right, let's find out. I've got the actors. A bit on our actors. A bit on our actors. The attendant is just a bit player. You wouldn't know him, but he's killing it. Our customer is the main. He's in what most would say is his breakout role, but. He was actually nominated seven years prior for Best Supporting. He would win that award in this movie. Also in the film, but not in the scene, Milton, Merle Tucker, Rosalie, Marty Hart, Gurney Halleck, the new one, not Sir Patrick Stewart, and Agent Sam Gerard. Oh, my gosh. I don't Tommy know Lee it. Tommy Lee Jones? I don't know it. In a gas station? Why do I not have it? Why do I not have I this one? I distracted you. You, you, totally you are did. going to be very annoyed by this, car. Oh, this, this is going to be with you the rest of the day. <laughs> and I never get them, so support, this doesn't bother me at all. Best Supporting Actor winner. Oh, all right, here we go. Here's part three. Let's see if I can get it. Back to our scene. Menace has yet to graduate to threat, but that's how this creep operates. You don't know you're in trouble until it's too late. He's put a challenge to the attendant, a bet, really. Thing of it is, oh, I got the it. old man doesn't uh, know what he's playing for. Long. The customer insists he Damn. does. Everything is on the line, he says. In a moment of fate, yeah. the attendant does as requested. The coin is literally flipped, and the attendant has won. He'll never know how close his life came to ending just then. You're right, Chris. Yes, I'm, you're, you're, I'm, it's going to bother you. I'm, I'm, it's not going to bother me. I'm supremely annoyed it's with It's going to bother it's Carmen all day. All day. Go ahead, yeah. all day. Good. I hope it causes agita. All freaking day. It's going to bother me. It's going to bother me all day. I'm, 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 I can't even go on. I don't know that I can finish the show. I mean, thank God Furman's coming up. <laughs> I, 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 I can't. I mean, it's, thank God Furman's coming up. There's It'll two things that ruined uh, Carmen's week this week. It was Corey Perry <laughs> not getting this movie. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Oh, my God. I'm really mad at myself. The winner is Rick and Schaumburg. Rick, go ahead. No country for old man. You got it. You're going to Morgan Evans. Joe's on weed in two Call weeks. It. Congrats, buddy. Hold on one second. Make sure the guys have your info. Just the release. I mean, I think it's like probably one of the three best movies of this century. Um, this scene is... And uh, Bill Simmons' rewatchable podcast. They do uh, most rewatchable scenes. This might be the most rewatchable scene. And here you go. What's the most you ever lost on a coin toss? Sir, the most you ever lost on a coin toss. I don't know. I couldn't say. Call it. Call it, yes. For what? Just call it. Just call it. Well, we need to know what we're calling it for here. You need to call it. I can't call it for you. It wouldn't be fair. I didn't put nothing up. Yes, you did. You've been putting it up your whole life. You just didn't know it. You know what date is on this coin? No. 1958. It's been traveling 22 years to get here. And now it's here. And it's either heads or tails. And you have to say, call it. Well, look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything. Call it. Heads in. Well done. Don't put it in your pocket, sir. Don't put it in your pocket. It's your lucky quarter. 
want me to put it anywhere, not in your pocket. Or it'll get mixed in with the others and become majestic oil. Which it is. The best scene in the movie, uh, it's a great movie, it's from a great book. I was always surprised that the Coen brothers didn't do more like Cormac McCarthy material because I think they view the world through the same sort of lens. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Cormac McCarthy. He's pretty great. Cormac McCarthy's probably the most significant American writer of the last hundred years. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Oh, I'm glad I you can't wait till you and I put her in Jeopardy. Yeah. I mean, we've got our listeners out there going, who No, that that's not true. He's extremely... Absolutely not true. Uh, who is McCormick That's McCarthy? not true. He's a... He says... Come on, that's not he's true. He's no John Feinstein, is he? He's... Well, I, 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 I Tom like... Tom Clancy? I, <laughs> Tom, I like Tom Clancy, too. I mean... I mean the, he's written some of the most significant material. John Grisham? I like John Grisham. You're naming good ones. I mean, what? But you're naming maybe more like... Guys that just had more commercial success. Yes, that's what I'm doing. Like, he's like the most accomplished. People that would, like, know who they he's are. He's probably the most accomplished right. in terms of, like, I literary I just wanted to know who yeah. he was so our listeners had an idea. They made a movie. Uh, one of his book, one of his books, that my favorite book of his was made into a movie with Matt Damon called All the Pretty Horses, if you ever saw oh, it. Oh, I have. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Read the book. You'll love it. Yeah. One of the best books you'll ever read. All the Pretty Horses. All the Pretty Horses. One of the best books you'll ever read. It's fantastic. Uh, congrats to our winner, and uh, good job. I'm, I can't believe it took Connor like three years to get to No Country for Old Men. Do you men. know what my first guest was today? What was it? Starts in the gas station. Two people. The Starts. jerk. <laughs> Steve Martin. Right? In a gas close. station? Close. Yeah. This guy close. hates the oil jerks. cans. No <laughs> this guy hates oil cans. <laughs> he, stay away And my second can. guest, Falling Down. Oh, that's an close. Movie. That's close. a good movie. Yeah, close. Falling Down's a little closer to No yeah. Country for Old Men. I, I get you, but jerk. I'm thinking about a gas station, right? It's yeah, great. And a singular individual, right? Third yeah. guess like that's, was right. Yeah. Third that's guess pretty good. That's good. Be, that is good. Your third guess is going to be Joe Dirt. <laughs> Another uh, McCormick Casby writing right there. A good friend. <laughs> hey, Alex McCormick Casby. Cormac McCarthy wrote yeah. Joe Dirt. Everybody. Uh, Paulie last week, uh, Adam, you were gone. I wrote it down. Paulie, he was two and one. I think he went two and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two and one for nice Paul. He tried Paulie. to argue with me. No, no, no. He was two and one. He I, was two and one. He thought he had the push in the Eagles game. No. But it was three and a half. It wasn't three. It was three and a half, my man. It was three and a half. What's going on, Paulie? Paulie, how are you? I'm doing okay. A little congested, but I'm okay. A little. What's the matter? What's happening? Can I give you, you the right? flu bomb? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just, I'm just working, working hard. That's all. Can no. I give you the flu bomb? No, no. He's got the love listen, bug. I'm immune. I'm immune to that stuff. Uh, Adam brings up. Adam brings up a good point. Do you have the love bug? Is that the bug that you have? Uh yeah. I'll drink to that. You'll drink to that. No, all right. We can all drink to that. Garlic, lemon, honey. Yeah. Right? A little cayenne yeah. pepper, one drop of eucalyptus oil. Does that work? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's all natural remedies. How was Thanksgiving? Five, 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 five. Uh, it was very good. I did I did have my Tito's and uh, pineapple orange guava. Sounds awesome. Pineapple orange yeah. guava and Tito's. Wow. How is, yeah. uh, the, yeah. la- how is the lady friend? Uh, she's doing good. Yeah. Well, I said, in another month, everything will be square. Okay, you sure? Yes. Okay. Yes. We're going to, like, plan okay. for early 2024. There's going to be a yeah. rendezvous. Are you guys having yeah. some phone relations? Uh, almost, but not yet. We haven't almost. Done that yet. Uh, you're almost. working your way up to a little... Uh, you're going to get there, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, a little yeah. suggestive talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Would you I mind recording fall. that for us, Polly? Uh, or is that going too far? Is Ew. that asking too much? What is yeah, wrong with you? you. I would love to hear that. You, I mean, you, you can't okay. tell me that. Oh, there goes the boom. There goes the boom. Oh, my heaven. I, I don't want to have like a video, just audio. That's all I need. I just I want to hear that. All right, oh. so where the hell's Jackson. wrong with you? She's got an OnlyFans for that, Carm. <laughs> I know. Yeah. What do you mean? She what does? do you mean? know. She's got only. Are you a fan? You said yeah. you weren't sending her any money. No, 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 no. I've seen. I've seen this from the website. She's got an OnlyFans page. Yes. Yes, she does. You're okay with that? I don't mind. Okay. About me. God bless you. You're. It takes. It takes a lot to piss me off. All right. <laughs> You're a patient man. Yes. You are a patient, patient man. Idiot, idiot, patient and easygoing. Uh, you're one of a kind, my man. All right, where are okay. we? Where give are we? Me, give me, give me Jacksonville. You want the, <laughs> your poor voice? You sound like you're really hurting, dude. You okay? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'll do some Dr. Pepper afterwards. Okay. Okay. Um, give me Jacksonville. All right. Give me Miami, of course. Jayville. Hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get. I'm writing down the uh, updated numbers. Jacksonville you're gonna lay over, eight. You're gonna lay eight over, with Jayville. Over Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, over Cincinnati. You're going to lay nine and a half with Miami, okay? Yeah. And give me, I, Arizona's going to lose to Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. So you want Pittsburgh minus five and a half? Yes. Paul yes. loves laying the lumber, man. Yeah. Love it. Minus five yeah. and a half. Okay. Yeah. All right, Paulie. Oh. Take care of yourself. Yes. I will. And I will. Uh, let careful, us know if Paulie. anything develops. On the, the, the meeting, the Go rendezvous. Go see a real doctor, not Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Does he know it's not a real doctor? Well, I don't know. It's all right. Yeah, he knows. All he right. knows. It's You'll be right. fine. I think so. You'll be all fine. Right. Uh, <laughs> okay, guys. Have a good week, buddy. All right, Paulie. Okay, okay. okay. Awesome. All right, buddy. He's Never in my doctor. life have I heard someone, hey, you're not doing too well. You don't sound good. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to have some Dr. Pepper. It takes a lot to piss me off. It's got all those things in there. The concoction is good for you. You don't know that? What's the matter? Come on, they're called Dr. Pepper. Well, she's, probably, she's probably pulling in six, seven figures on this only OnlyFans man. He's he's leveling up. So, Paulie's doing well for himself. Well, he's very. Uh, you should be asking her for money. What a forward-thinking, uh, open-minded guy, right? He doesn't. He knows and doesn't mind that she's got an OnlyFans page. Good for Paulie. Todd Furman live in Vegas when we come back oh, next. Boy. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. One of our favorite parts of the week. Every Thursday during the football season, we go out to Vegas. We talk to Todd Furman, one of the best handicappers in the business. Make sure you check out the podcast, the Bet the Board Pod. Wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, follow Todd on Twitter, on X, at Todd Furman. He joins Carmen and Yurko now in the Car X Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. How goes it, my friend? Everything is good out here in the desert, gentlemen. Hopefully you boys are holding up as well, as winter is right around the corner, uh, no don't doubt. Don't remind us yet. So we've had a nice warm fall, so it's been pretty good. You guys have a lot of action with a couple of championship games this weekend, let's start with one that I can't wait to watch tomorrow night. It is the Oregon-Washington matchup. Uh, I'm hoping for chaos, by the way. Like, I hope Oregon wins. I hope Texas wins. I hope Bama wins. I think it's going to be fascinating to see how they pick just four come Sunday if all that happens. But we'll start here. Uh, we had a caller yesterday, Tim on the south side, asking about that number. I was a little surprised where it opened, considering Oregon was about a three-point dog in the first meeting. But now we have... 
a neutral site, Todd. Uh, we've got more data points. We see Oregon trending in a better direction than the Huskies, even though the Huskies are the undefeated team. And when you think about that first matchup, I mean, Oregon outgained the Huskies by more than 100 yards. They had more first downs. It was over three on fourth down that really did them in. Were you a little surprised by how rich this line was, or did you guys expect it to open uh, north of the touchdown like it did? Surprise, no. Hopeful that it opened closer to Oregon minus seven, yes. That's where I would have liked to jump in and lay the points here with the Ducks. You mentioned it, Carm, the first time around. Washington was a team that was on the ascent at that point in the season. You saw them actually get bet up by professionals from three to three and a half. Number falls right on a field goal, but Oregon was the better team. Came up short on downs a couple of times inside the 10-yard line. They convert those, and it's a very different discussion going into this game. Oregon has since regained their footing. You look at the dynamic tandem and receiver that they have, the talented stable of running backs, even if Bucky Irving's a little bit banged up, and Bo Nix looking to try and make his final statement in his claim to win the Heisman Trophy. Michael Penix, since that game, has really struggled, whether it's the elements, whether it's a rib injury, or some other things that Washington hasn't exactly been forthcoming with. You look at how he's done over the last seven games, a completion percentage below 60%, a 16-6 touchdown-to-interception ratio, and a quarterback rate that is nowhere close to the same caliber that we saw in the month of September. Washington will be healthier at the receiver position, though. Getting Jalen McMillan into the fold last week in the Apple Cup, Giles Jackson, who they wanted to make sure they could preserve his red shirt, will play a role as well. And at 10, you have seen an appetite from betters to try and grab the Huskies, a team that hasn't trailed by more than a touchdown all season long. Uh, but it's a little bit of buyer beware. I think there are some underlying concerns for Washington uh, on the offensive side. For me, can make a slight case to go under the total, but quite frankly, hasn't been a game that I've tangled with uh, as I was hoping for a better price to lay the points here with the Ducks. How about the Big 12 championship game uh, featuring Texas and Oklahoma State? Has has this uh, total come down a little, Todd? Is that where we've seen some of the, the action? Been a real battle on the total. You saw an initial wave of support pushing this up to 56, and a very influential betting group came in under yesterday at 54. You had a little bit more buyback, and we've since settled in at 55. When you look at recent history in the Big 12, it suggests under should be the best recipe for success. Eight straight Big 12 championship games have come in under hmm. the total. The average point production in those games, 48.6, with a closing total in the high 50s. But what's interesting about this game is Oklahoma State and how well they've performed as an underdog under Coach Gundy. 11-5 and ATS the last 16 times that they've caught points, winning outright in nine of those games. As last 13 games against AP-ranked opponents, that's where the Pokes have been at their best, 10-2-1 against the number. And they've actually gone 4-0 against teams that have eight wins or more so far this season. Typically, you want to bet against Oklahoma State when they're playing teams where they're heavily favored. You want to back them as an underdog. Look, I know it's not exactly easy to do uh, with how well Texas has played, but this is a Longhorns team that has struggled to get margin last week notwithstanding. For me, I would lean towards Oklahoma State, just get the feeling they're playing with a bit of house money after back-to-back comeback. Those are great points about Gundy getting points, too. He always seems to get the guys ready, especially a line that's north of uh, two touchdowns like this. How about SMU Tulane? Uh, and maybe not as well-known as we get into the American Athletic Championship, but I still think an interesting one. The big news here, of course, SMU losing its quarterback. But I'll ask you, is SMU still, even though they have to go to a backup, a live dog? Are they the better all-around team than Tulane? 
I think they're very live, and other than the quarterback position, they're the healthier roster coming into this game. Now, I know when you look at Michael Pratt, the quarterback for Tulane, he is outstanding, and it's always difficult to bet against a guy with pedigree along with a head coach that really resurrected this program from a few years ago. But you begin to wonder if Willie Fritz has one foot out the door, whether it's the Houston job or may find himself landing somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But I think the other thing when you look at this game is the injuries that Tulane is dealing with at the wide receiver position. They've been down their second and third options each of the last couple weeks, and you saw that on full display uh, in the game against UTSA, where Pratt went just 9 of 22. Of those nine completions, five went to his leading receiver and Chris Brazel. But it didn't look like they were able to operate with efficiency. Tulane, despite scoring 29 points, didn't have to drive more than 48 yards for any of those points uh, in that particular game. And I think this SMU defense is a little bit underrated. This game has been interesting to watch, too, because everyone who saw Preston Stone go down in that Navy game figured that he'd be out. The betting market didn't think so. That game opened three, Stone gets ruled out, number balloons out to six, and that's where you've seen a steady stream of SMU money taking this all the way back to three and a half. I think the Mustangs are extremely live. Rhett Lashley knows he's going to be staying in Dallas, and I think with a healthy backfield of Jalen Knight and L.J. Johnson, this is an SMU team that will find a way to cover, if not win outright. I love it. We'll ta- uh, we're talking to Todd Furman from the Bet the Board podcast. Follow Todd on Twitter. He is at Todd Furman. It's Carmen and York on ESPN Chicago. Bama, Georgia. Uh, love these matchups. Uh, you know, Saban has had the better of Kirby Smart. Of course, Kirby beat him for the national championship a couple of years ago. Jalen Milrow is such a better quarterback now than he was six weeks ago. We can throw out maybe the Chattanooga data point. I understand that. If you look at the last four conference games that Bama's played, this offense has hummed uh, 6.67 yards per play. They've converted third downs uh, at a ridiculous clip north of 65%. This Georgia defense isn't quite as dominant as the one we've seen the last couple of years, Todd. Can Bama go into Atlanta and keep this one close? I think there's some real concerns uh, about Georgia's defense and their ability to stop the run. You mentioned how this defense isn't quite on par with what we've seen each of the last couple of years, and that's really been on full display over the last month when Georgia has stepped up in class. Now, Kirby Smart uh, hasn't exactly fared all that well against Nick Saban, just one and four in those games. But what's interesting about that is Smart's teams have actually led in all five games versus Nick Saban, and they've held a seven-plus point lead in all five meetings in those spots. But that hasn't been enough to put Alabama away other than in the national championship contest. This game opened four. It got as high as six and a half. And earlier today, you started to see a little bit more support for Alabama as we're kind of in that four and a half, five range. Jalen Milrow, in my opinion, is going to start drawing comparisons to Anthony Richardson at Florida. So for those folks that you know, only watch the NFL, this is a quarterback that I think will continue to fly up draft boards going into next year's draft given the unique skill set and ability to throw the deep ball and use his legs to extend plays. But Georgia no slouch on the other side of the ball either, and I think they're able to attack Alabama's defense, whether it's running the football or trying to get the most out of Carson Beck. Look, I don't advocate for going over the total in games this high profile more often than not, but I think there's a pass on a fast track for this game to have a little bit more points uh, in the way of offense than oddsmakers suggest. When you look at Alabama, they've now gone over the total in eight straight SEC title games. The average closing total has been right around 51, with the average points scored approaching 63. What do you do when a total, when a team is favored by 21 and a half and the total is 34 and a half? Well, it's funny that you asked because we actually had Brad Powers dig into a little bit of the historical there. So I think some of these numbers uh, were eye-opening for me to say the least. And 
we can cut it into three different parameters uh, going all the way back to 1980. When you have a total of 40 or less and a favorite of 10 points or more, the underdog is successful 57% of the time, going 78 and 59 in those games. If we tighten things a little bit further with a total of 37 and a favorite of 14 or more, the numbers on the dog improved to closer to 70%. They've gone 16 and 7. And if we get even narrower, like we're going to see Saturday night in Indianapolis with a total of 37 or less and a favorite of 21 or more, Carm, it's only happened 14 times since 1980, but underdogs in those spots, 12 and 2 against the number. So while you try and figure out where Iowa's going to go for offense, Look, the numbers say, at least on a limited sample size, that the dog is live. Although when you dig into what Iowa has done offensively this year, dead last in the country in total offense, 10% worse than the team that checks in at 132nd. And they've really defied the odds as a 10-win football team. 18 points per game, the second fewest by a 10-win team going all the way back to 1976. And when you look at what they've done, we haven't had a team finish dead last in offense, win more than four games since UCF did it. So Iowa improving in that in six just tells me that Phil Parker, their defensive coordinator, is an absolute wizard. Yeah, I mean, I, and you just, I mean, sold me. That was Those stats are enough for me to say a little couch change. Why the hell not? I mean, when you get, when you, you, you really boil it down to just those four team meetings, and it's not a huge sample, but 12 and 2 is pretty strong. So I'm glad we asked about that. Uh, I know we focused just pretty much college. I think it's better this weekend anyway, the NFL slate. Not really great. Uh, I'll ask you real quick about the one game that is intriguing, 49ers-Eagles, before we get to some best plays. Um, anything here? I was a little surprised to see the Eagles open as the, or you know, at least get bet out to being a three-point dog at home in this matchup. Rematch of the title game in the NFC last year. What do we think about 49ers-Eagles this weekend? You know, very sharp money has come in on the road team here. Two and a half was actually the consensus Monday morning. You saw this number open as low as one, uh, and that got cleared out of the market pretty quickly. But again, we're going to see something historical uh, this weekend in Philadelphia. The Eagles will become the first 10-1 and or better team to close a home underdog with their normal starting quarterback in the regular season going all the way back to 1970. Yeah. But you begin to wonder about the Eagles treading water. I mean, this is a team at 10 and 1 with a point differential of just plus 64, the 49ers 8 and 3 but plus 140, and we haven't seen a point differential this bad for a team with a record that gaudy like the Eagles since the Raiders in 1976. Hmm. So, at minus 3, I don't think there's a way to get involved, but I do have a slightly more creative path uh, that we'll get to in best bet. All right, sounds good. Let's do that then. Uh, how about some best plays for the weekend? So we'll double right back to that game, and my approach is going to be laying the one with the 49ers in the first half. Uh, I personally played Moneyline, but that price isn't available at minus 125. Still value in the minus one. When you look at Kyle Shanahan and some of the scripts they've had with extra time to prepare in this game, I think you're going to get the 49ers at their absolute best early on in the contest. Philadelphia has had a knack for digging themselves a hole and trying to dig out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll see how well that works here. Maybe they can catch lightning in a bottle, but I like the 49ers in the first half. You know me, guys. I don't shy away from the ugly ducklings, and it's about as ugly as it gets with a 1-10 football team. But we're going to take the points with Carolina against Tampa. This is a play against the Bucks that are banged up defensively. Baker Mayfield not 100% and hoping for that dead cap bounce, pun intended, uh, with a team and a new head coach. Let's hope that the Panthers find a way to get to at least 14 points. 
Uh, and one college game, uh, again, very thin slate, so this wouldn't be something that would normally make the cut for me on a typical Saturday. But we talked about it with SMU and Tulane. Look, I think anything three and a half or better with the Mustangs makes some sense. It feels like Rhett Lashley's building something special here. And even without their starting quarterback, I like what they have defensively. Uh, and I get the feeling that SMU will be all in. So I'll take the Mustangs plus the three and a half. I'm right there with you on that. Bet is already in on SMU getting the points. Todd, great stuff, buddy. Enjoy championship weekend. We will talk next Thursday. Hey, always a pleasure, gentlemen. Hey, one last thing, too. If folks have access to look ahead lines, I wouldn't discourage anybody if they might want to lay a little bit with the Dallas Cowboys, minus two and a half, looking towards next week, Sunday night football. I expect if Dallas takes care of business tonight and the Eagles lose, you could see the Cowboys open up as a three point favorite Sunday afternoon. That is a good tip. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. You got it, guys. Best of luck. There's Thanks, Todd, Todd Furman, best in the business, the Bet the Board podcast at Todd Furman on. Twitter on X. I have the SMU bet already in. I like the angle on the 49ers, too, minus the one in the first half here. You look at the Eagles' last couple of games, they've really gotten out to slow starts. And I mean, like, they, they were outgained and they were outplayed. behind and yeah. outplayed in each of the last two, I think, by considerable margin when you really break it down against Kansas City and against uh, the Buffalo Bills. Do enough to hang around. Other team doesn't do enough to really put them away. And we know how each of the last two have ended. Somehow the Eagles have gotten out with a couple of wins. So uh, I do like that angle there that Todd just broke down. 49ers minus the one in the first half. Okay, we have a... I'll tell you what. When we come back, we'll give away a pair of Sebastian Menescalco tickets. And uh, we'll tell you some stuff about last night and how much fun we had. And the the screw-up that happened at the end of the night. And then we'll cross-talk more about it with Waddle and Sylvie. Because uh, they were... On the, the wrong end. Wrong end of, of, a, a, of a mistake. Of a bad play. <laughs> it's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. We have Sebastian Maniscalco tickets to give away. General... Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Remember that tomorrow, 10 a.m. Ticketmaster. These are for no. This is December 8th and 9th, Adam. December 8th and 9th, right? Yeah. Double shows, December 8th or 9th. Yeah, December 8th and 9th, I believe, if I'm uh, reading this correctly. Okay. No, it is November. Oh, next year and November 8th and 9th of 2024. Oh, oh I'm sorry, I didn't realize we're giving away tickets for a concert that's 11 months from now i bought i bought metallica tickets over a year and a half ago okay all right for next well, summer i should buy metallica tickets i want to go to two things with you in the new year adam um metallica all right you can come with chris and i i want to go with you guys and i want to go see uh, gillis with you guys Shane gillis yeah so that's in march you said yeah i gotta get tickets for that they already bought their tickets for shane gillis Okay, so these are for next November. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. My bad. Why are, you, why are you so mad? That's how people sell tickets now. I'm not, I'm not mad at all. Okay. I, I just got my head in my hands, and I'm praying to sweet Jesus right now. Sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> uh, caller, caller 10, you win. 312-332-3776. I thought it was a misprint. I thought Adam just accidentally wrote down November. I, had to yeah, I see what, I I see what you're like, doing. You just assume Abdallah's wrong. No, no, no. I had to double well, check, too, to be like, wait a minute. Yeah. And then it said 2024. Okay, so these are for next November. Tomorrow, we give a prize away for 2032. Caller 10, you just won uh, Sebastian Maniscalco tickets for next November. Hey, make your plans early. General tickets do go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. Ticketmaster. I would like to auction off an event with me in 2055. Do you remember this? A Is couple- there any chance <laughs> we can do that? Do you remember this a couple years ago at the Oscars? I'll be taking a dirt nap. 
We lost, by the way, but, you know. You know. Guys, guys, I'm sorry. No. There's a, this, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Moonlight won. This is not a joke. This is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. This is not a joke. Moonlight has won Best Picture. Moonlight. Best Picture. I don't know what's crazier, like that happening or Will Smith walking up and uh, slapping Chris Rock in the who, face live in the Oscars. Who did but, they say won it originally? Uh, and La, then La, La, La La Land. La La Land. Yeah, which, and then they went back. Which, by the way, Moonlight's the much better movie. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen them both. I, I have not. Much better. Yeah. And, I, and La La Land's not bad. I uh, Moonlight was exceptional. Uh, cinema has gone downhill. Unfortunately, Mo- well, I don't know. I oh, mean, it has too many Marvel movies. Uh, uh, probably. Um, I mean, that could be a cause. Yes, it, uh, Moonlight was exceptional. That happened last night. Moonlight, as the voting was tabulated and the results were passed to me from uh, Mike Kilmer, our friend from Few Whiskey, Billy. No, Mike. Billy Kilmer, former quarterback. I, I remember. Mikey Kilmer, we got it. And I made the mistake. Of looking at the list, thinking that the person or people whose barrel was on top was the winner. That wasn't the case. So I announced Waddle and Sylvie as the winner. And you would have thought... They don't they hit the lotto. You would have thought that Sylvie was like the, the Waddle and Sylvie show was just named the number one radio show in America. Like <laughs> the, the Cubs won the World Series like, again. Dude, it was, it was the Cubs winning <laughs> the World is Series. Funny. I mean, he couldn't believe it. They grabbed the cup. Yeah. And they're high fiving. And Mike Kilmer comes up and he goes, Carl, no, no, they didn't win. They didn't win. And I said, What? He goes, What are you looking at? And he had the vote tabulations next to it. Next the right to side. the numbers. Or next to the barrels and the, yeah. and the people who picked them. And I didn't realize that. He said, what did you think those numbers were? I said, I, I don't know. I just was looking at the list. We've been drinking a lot of whiskey. I didn't know. And so I had to go back on the mic, and it was Moonlight. And I had to say, no, it's not Waddle and Sylvie. The suits were the people's choice last night. And we we finished second to last and then the, the experts guys. the experts finished last. They did not like the classic bourbon flavor. Now I will tell I you accused everybody that was there being vodka drinkers. I will tell you there was not a loser. None of those barrels were bad. They're good barrels. They were terrific. A few good barrels, baby. They're all on sale now at Benny's. They're all bottled and bond. They're all 100 proof. They're all about 5 years old and they were excellent. So go buy them for the whiskey lover in your life this holiday season. And I apologize to Waddle and Sylvie for pulling a La La Land in a moonlight. But boy, Sylvie was excited to win. <laughs> it was kind of hilarious. We'll cross talk with the boys in two minutes. Frank from Franklin Park. How about that nice alliteration? He wins the Sebastian Maniscalco tickets. I've got the final word. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to. Today's final word, word on Carmen and Yuriko. I love a good pipe.